What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew. Welcome back, folks. TWBLC back by popular demand after, you know, a month or two off from the fellas. Drew, my co-host as always is with us coming in from Essex, Mass. And I'm down here in Destin, Florida in Studio 1A. How are we doing today, Drew? Uh, and then we'll roll right into it with your updates for day of the week i couldn't be happier to be back like you said back by popular demand i i jokingly mentioned that i think the best form of advertising and marketing for the for the pod is zero content and zero advertising at all because it just it's one of those things where you don't really know what you have till it's gone i think that was the case for a lot of the listeners so we're, we're glad to be back and we're excited to be here and i think we got a pretty full slate today we got a lot to to unleash, I think, you know, that's built up over the last couple of weeks and, and months. So um, without further ado, I will jump right in. Happy to have you guys back. I'm going to give you the days of the week. I'm going to give you a bonus too. So for today, um, August 3rd, when we're recording, a couple big ones that I couldn't not include uh, for your sake and for my sake. Uh, number one is National Watermelon Day. I feel like you're a pretty big watermelon guy, but I don't know for sure. I know I am, especially in the summer. It is there's nothing like bringing a little bit of cut up watermelon to the beach with you, cracking that open on a nice hot summer's day. It's truly one of the best things about summer besides corn on the cob. Yeah, I mean, watermelon like slush or watermelon flavor I'm fine with. The watermelon itself, uh, I'll have one or two pieces and that's about it. Interesting. I I feel like you, I mean, knowing the things that you eat, like just, you know, like white bread just on the couch, like stuff like that. I feel like watermelon would be one of those things where you would just... It's, yeah, it's just not. I mean, I would eat cantaloupe over the watermelon, I think. Cold cantaloupe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I can... Yeah. I was a cantaloupe guy. I grew out of it with age. I, I'm, I'm on sure, grapes I, now. I've been I've been pounding the grapes at night because I want ice cream, and that's like the closest thing health-wise as I can get for like sugars. I'm sure taste and texture-wise, they don't match up with the m&m cookie sandwiches but that's a story in comparison for another day yeah um speaking of cookies national chocolate chip cookie day is tomorrow okay so that's a big one um before i before i jump into tomorrow though let me just say today is your boy thomas edward patrick brady's 44th birthday yes and we can't not recognize that and then the last one for today is national grab some nuts day um, you know, typically there's a cashew day, there's a peanut day. Today is we are encompassing all types of nuts, and we want to grab them and we want to eat them, and that's what we're gonna do. Um, so celebrate today. All types. Tom- all types. Yeah. T- uh, tomorrow, August fourth. Uh, another another big birthday is Barack Obama's birthday. Um, I did mention it is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Forty fourth president all- of the United States. Forty. Yep. A lot of 44th, 44th birthday for Tom Brady, 40, oh, yeah. 44th present. It's the theme today. And then uh, the U.S. Coast Guard's 231st birthday is tomorrow as well. The oldest military institution, I believe, of the United States. I don't know if the Continental Army counted. Um, 
but we'll see. I don't know. I, I feel like every year I remember them as the oldest uh, oldest one out of all the branches, but I could be wrong. You learn something new every day. I wouldn't know even remotely, so we'll, we'll take that. We'll take your word for it. Okay. Well, let's roll into some hate of the weeks because I want to – I got a lot to get through here, and I figure you got some built up over over the summer months here. It's not all, you know, daisies and roses out there in in Gloucester in the summer. Absolutely not. I can can jump right in if you'd like me to. Mine is a little bit more recent, which is actually surprising. I didn't have a ton ton of build up to it, but I think it has to be mentioned on the pod. one of those things where you've probably heard about it. If you haven't, you're living under a rock. Um, there was this jackass who's probably around our age on a frontier flight um, who allegedly sexually assaulted two different flight attendants, uh, grabbing their breasts, and uh, started badmouthing everyone, saying that his dad is worth $2 million and there's nothing they can do. And he had to actually be physically restrained and duct taped to the seat. So, like, he was in a straight jacket of duct tape with his mouth duct tape on the plane. And for that to, for it to get to that extent, like, that is just, that it's must unfathomable. Have, that must have been in, like, a over-the-water type of flight because I feel like usually they just bring that thing down, they put it at the airport, and they yeah. toss them off. That's what I figured. I'm like, I've never seen a, a flight attendant just whip out a, a roll of duct tape and then someone else is holding the guy down. And it almost looks like a joke, like some sort of prank. Yeah. And they're just going around the seat and then around his mouth. That's and incredible. I, I'm like, this is, it's a love of the week, but it's also a hate of the week because you hate to see that and you hate that kid. So that's my hate of the week. Yeah. Very hateable. Anything to do with flights. And, and since we're on that theme, I'll get right into my my hate of the past couple of weeks i guess okay and it's not going to be what you think it's not the entire ordeal of my travel day which i documented with you of you know canceled (laughs) flight you get in the next morning you sleep at the airport and you're like maybe i'll get a nap in nope apartment filled with mo go to work come back (laughs) buy a dehumidifier none of that it's not any of that for the hate of the week i've gotten over that not any of that horrific stuff it's delta in and of itself in all the airlines that i imagine do this because it seems like it's pretty standard policy from everybody's reaction in the terminal uh, they give you absolutely nothing when the flight is canceled until the next morning. And I don't understand how that is a business practice slash how they can get away with it. I paid $500 to get there a certain, you know, time or a day. And you're pushing me back an entire, like, you know, 12 to 24 hours, depending on weather, depending on all this BS yep. maintenance of your plane. Yep. And all you have to do realistically is throw me a hundred dollar like gift certificate for my next flight and i would have no problem and people like oh well you know they give you the hotel or whatever let me run you through the scenario we had they canceled the flight officially at 2 30 a.m in the morning in atlanta nightmare the next flight was at 7 30 in the morning out of atlanta so do you want to go an hour to wherever you're going like get out through security grab your whatever you need to food or something go to the hotel sleep for two hours and they pay for the hotel and then you have to go back in two hours early just to get through security on like a monday yeah ridiculous absolutely not i'm just gonna sleep in the terminal so that's like that's them throwing like throwing you a bone that they know you just won't take exactly and saving all that money and you get nothing like 
I, bring me out a steak dinner or something. I'm starving in the airport. They're bringing out freaking Lay's chips and peanut butter crackers and some water. Are you oh shitting God. me? How about a blanket? I, I'm, I wasn't, you know, smart enough, I guess, to pack like a blanket or like a sweatshirt or something. But the airport gets a little chilly when you're sitting there for 10 hours laying on the ground. And I was cold. I didn't get any, any sleep whatsoever. Uh, it was just an overall horrible, horrible travel day coming back to Destin, Florida. So yeah, with and, that, uh, screw you, Delta. And you know me. I'm a pretty – I'm a relatively emotionally fragile human being. I'm not sure I would have done – but the experience for me would have been probably even worse. And I don't know how that would have been possible, but I think it would have been. Um, the idea of, it, like you said, not even really being worth leaving because – by the time everything is said and done, you're going to be sleeping for two hours, getting your ass up and going right back through security where you left yeah. three hours ago. It, it's just ridiculous. And yeah, I, I don't envy anybody in that position and good, good riddance and Godspeed that you're, you're back because I, that is terrible. I will say, and the funny thing is I, I finally find like these benches that don't have the arm bars on it and that you can lay down. There's like only one oh, in yeah. every section type of deal. So people are kind of spreading out throughout the entire B terminal or wherever the hell we were in Atlanta. And I happened to choose the one that they then decided to do construction on. So I got woke, <laughs> woken up. They're putting like new tiles and hammering away. And then the guy's like, yeah, we got to shut down like this portion. We're doing renovations. Do you mind moving? And that's, oh my God. that was it. That was it for me. No sleep. As if it couldn't have gotten any worse. That is, oh my God, nightmare. Do you have any honorable mentions? Because that's, uh, that's one of my maybe three that I think I have. I, I honestly had a hard time coming up with a ton of hate, so I'll give you the floor. Okay. Well, we'll go right into the next thing. Apartment. Okay. The apartment lease that's deal that's going on right now. I clicked the sign or whatever a month ago. Well, apparently it didn't go through, so I had to click it again the other day. Fine. There's a problem with the rent bill because of that, because then it was reflecting a month-to-month charge, which is more expensive than if you sign like a year's lease or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, the past three days, I've went down to the apartment place. Hey, sign the lease. You know, can you guys accept it? That way the rent gets lowered down and I can exactly. actually pay the bill. Well, here's the thing. It's August 3rd. After the third day, there's a late fee of $125 when it comes to the fourth day if you pay. Oh, my God. And I went down there again today. And they, you know what they told me? At 4.45 when I got back from work, they said, we'll call you. We're doing a training day right now, but we'll get that all fixed so you can pay it tonight. Guess who didn't receive a call? Guess whose rent this bill guy. is still reflecting a month to month? This guy oh right here. God. So in I, I would say my hate of the week is people consistently being incompetent and not following through on their job, I would say. Like that's that's yeah. actually their job in a front office of an apartment complex is to make sure people's like rent checks and all that are like correct and reflected on the bill come the first, second and third day of August. Also how about you don't do a training day on, on the third day after the month's rents due? Because you know that's when everybody's coming in before the late fee hits. That's a little bit crazy. I guess my one question would be, I might have misheard you. Yeah. Was it 
that you were initially like previously were you going month to month or what what happened where it got switched from like say annual or a six month lease to like month to month no my old lease is runs out this month on the 27th in my new lease which i have signed and it is sitting in their inbox just to click yes oh okay is sitting there and not reflecting that it's confirmed and i would get the actual you know I got gotcha, you. Okay. Prorated rate for the four days or whatever I'm paying on yeah. top. Uh, but yeah, you know th- that's just how that one goes. Hate of the week is my landlords. I guess that's a that's definitely a hate of the week for a lot of the country. I'd imagine when it comes to the first of the month. Probably. Honorable mentions. Really, that those are my two big ticket items. I'd say I don't know if I have any more. If we want to move on to loves. I'm fine spreading a little bit of love. Um, I have a, I have a good one. It's an it's an Olympics themed love of the week. Okay. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this name, so don't jump down my throat, anybody. Sifan Hassan of the Netherlands tripped. I don't know if you saw it on the first lap of the 1500 meter heat okay. qualifying heat. Tripped and fell to the ground on the first lap. Yeah. Ended up crossing the finish line in first place by a hair, which was outstanding my only gripe with the whole thing is the announcers acted like all of their dogs died and their boat houses burned down they were not at all hyping this guy up and he just did something that you don't see every day and you may never see again i mean it was it was incredible if, if you haven't seen the video look it up because he literally falls flat on his face gets tripped and then just slowly and steadily just surpasses everybody and then crosses the finish line by literally Two and a half inches, maybe less, maybe two inches ahead of this, this sec- the guy who was in second. It was unbelievable to watch. Watch everything sort of unfold from when he fell to when he crossed the finish line. Incredible level of the week. That's a good one. And that like that can only happen in the 1500 meter because I've seen a couple exactly. of the qualifiers for like the 400 or the 200 or whatever. If you go you down, you're done. Yeah, you, you don't even yeah. bother getting up and dusting yourself You don't yourself even try off. to rate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, you hit the nail on the head there. It's a good point. Hmm. Love of the week. I'll keep it I'll keep it simple here. Outer Banks season two. I love the fact that I can get through that show in like a day or two if I really have nothing going on. And I guess that's just Netflix in general is if I'm hooked on, you know, a, a show like that where you don't have to pay all that much attention to it. You know, you can no. do other stuff around the house while it's going and listen. Yeah, exactly. And cook, fold some laundry, you're just, whatever. You, you cook through five episodes like like nothing happened after work. So oh, got, yeah. got through that in two days. The ending, like I said, for the ending of season one stunk. I hated it. Oh, Did you boy. finish? No, I so I am. Last night I completed episode. I want to say six or seven. So I'm right. We're getting right down to the wire. It, I'm not going to say where I am. I don't want any spoilers. But it is. It's gotten pretty chaotic. I'll just leave it at that. I I I assume I will finish it by like Friday, probably at this rate. Um, trying to trying to really stretch it thin and get the most out of it. I I love season two. The whole ending thing, I, I, I've i been hearing a lot of stuff on social media. Good, bad, ugly, like unpredictable. So that's that's what I'm most looking forward to. But through, through six, six, seven episodes, it's been it's been good. Okay. Second love of the week I got 
is my new dehumidifier that is keeping my apartment cool. I don't know the brand or I'd give it a plug. I've been running this thing twenty four seven since the mold incident, and we got it down to it, it reached forty five percent humidity, which is the ideal yep. humidity to keep your okay. apartment at in Florida in the summer because outside it's like eighty seven percent humidity right now. Uh, so it's been doing a lot of good work. I'm just hoping it holds up. They're not they're not cheap at Walmart either. Uh, oh, I I can imagine that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're looking at one fifty plus no matter what type you get, whether it's the the small one or the big ones. And I have to say, so far, it's it's very much worth the the price you pay for it, which is nice. I was gonna say, I was gonna take the over on like 120 from the pictures that I saw. And the effectiveness alone seems like it's paid for itself, given that your apartment was full of mold after that horrific stretch of traveling. So um, I would have to agree. I had one in similar sort of not to sidetrack things, but similar AC story. So. The AC in our apartment is like an in-the-wall bedroom unit that's just like permanent. Yep. And it was absolutely covered with like dust and I don't want to say mold, but probably molds, yep. like the inside of the vent. <laughs> and because it's sort of in the wall and permanent, I think the it, it would have been tough for me to completely remove it and, and clean it out and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I sort of toughed it out for a few days, woke up feel, in the morning feeling like my lungs were going to collapse because I was naturally just breathing in dust and mold all night yeah um finally was like you know what i called the landlord i said D- like this is like legitimately affecting my health <laughs> like i think you got to come check it out because it looks pretty bad yeah um safe to say he did say there was a ton of dust and a lot of the mold especially in the winter when it's just sitting there can grow on top of the dust that builds up and that seems to be what happened cleaned it out it was great and leah's mom brought over a, a dehumidifier as is that what it is dehumidifier yes or human yeah dehumidifier and it basically cleared out all of the the grossness in the room um felt like a million bucks so that's my fun little ac slash dehumidifier story when it's when it's a little too humid in the apartment too you can feel it i think the most or the, the most likely place you'll feel it is on like the bed like the bed sheets themselves you don't want to say they feel wet but like there, there's a stickiness to them somewhat. Yeah, I would almost. And like, this is and this really, is this is not mean, you know, not washing my sheets or something. Like, yeah, this is straight disgusting. out of the dryer, as dry as possible. You throw I it on. I know what there, you mean. It's almost like you just. It's you, almost like when you yeah. wash, like when you dry a t-shirt or like when you dry clothes and you take them out, and like they're almost like you can't really tell if they're dry or if they're yes. like still a little bit wet. That's what it feels. And you're like, like you're like, is that moisture? Because it, it's something. It definitely doesn't feel normal. I'll tell yeah. you that. And I, I know that for sure. So I've been there. Yeah, so go get yourself a dehumidifier if you got a mold problem. It it definitely helps the case. Little tips for everybody out there. there you got go. any more love of the weeks? I don't think so. Um, I think one thing we'll get into in a little bit is the uh, new hashtag. I'm just going to plug the hashtag as part of my love of the week segment. Yeah. Slow down for gypsy. Um, We'll get into it later, but that's my love of the week is this new hashtag. um, Rip gypsy Movali. Yes, of course. Shout out gypsy. Uh, Let's get into the Olympics a little here because sure. As you know, I've been watching them the past, you know, two or three weeks that they've been on, or that's yep. about how long it's felt like it's been on and still going. Yeah. 
Uh, let's dive right in. My favorite events, I'll, I'll start right off the bat. I'm a big swimming watcher, viewer. Mainly, I think, for the announcers. The announcers in it are great. It's Bob Costas, and I don't know the like higher-pitched guy who does the swimming. He might yeah. also do figure skating, um, which would be a crazy combo of doing like a winter and summer Olympics type it of It would be. It but would be. He just he screams at the end of every race when there's an American coming down the stretch, and you know, Bobby Fink is the one I'm thinking of because he came back in I think both the gold medals that he won, like at a just an absolute crazy far back stretch on the last 50 meters, was down like a body length and just powered through. But I think that's my favorite based on the calls, and then like I don't know, there's something about the four by one hundred team relay and the four by 100 100 individual like medleys that's just yeah ridiculously cool and anything it feels like anything can happen based on like the different strokes of either the person or the individual when they're doing the butterfly breaststroke uh you know freestyle backstroke so i'm trying to think of some others really i i don't think i've watched any as detailed and like paid attention to the qualifiers as much as I did swimming. Yeah. We're getting into track and field now. Just doesn't do it for me. I know a lot of people like it. Doesn't doesn't move the needle. Yeah. No. Volleyball I, say... I enjoy watching on like an just individual game standpoint. I don't I don't think I've followed it though. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree completely on swimming. That would have been my first answer and exactly for the same reason. The relay is absolutely electric and I know exactly the guy you're talking about. Because I was watching, um, I think it was the, I think it was the relay where, where Caleb Dressel had to make up, you know, a couple feet. I think he was the last leg of it, and it was the ending was absolutely outstanding with the with the guy announcing. Yeah. Um, and there's just nothing like it. Like watching the guy hit the wall, and as soon as the the hand hits the wall, the other guy's already in midair, yeah. taking off. It's it's electric. So I would say swimming's my number one. Um, it's always kind of cool to watch basketball beat like Kazakhstan by 50. That hasn't been the case this year as much. It's been a little bit um, disheveled up and down and yeah, dis- yeah, disheveled, inconsistent. And just uh, obviously a lot of the, the top stars on there, you got Tatum and you got a couple others, but um, basketball is always fun to watch. And then the one that I, I don't, it's not so much that I enjoy it. It's more so that I'm amazed by, by it just visually is yeah. gymnastics. Yeah. Um, it's I could watch it every day for a year and I will still not really fully be able to recollect and digest how people can physically do that stuff. It's it's crazy because if I tried to do that, even if I successfully like got myself in the air, um, my kneecaps would like the bones would shoot through the skin and my legs would shatter <laughs> and I'd probably, like it would be. It would be out of like a horror movie. A cartoon it would be something almost. That, yeah, exactly. And you got like, you know, 18, 19-year-old girls who weigh 110 pounds doing like quadruple backflips 10 feet in the air. And it's like, holy shit. So that's one of those where I'm just like constantly amazed at it. And I just don't understand how it's even possible. I feel like I would be interested in gymnastics and just going to like a gym and learning the most basic fundamental gymnastics because they're yeah. all in absolutely ridiculous shape oh my god all jacked and like the pole uh, what is it the um 
the beam is crazy. And then the one where they swing on the two separate pole, uh, bars is like banana land. They're, they're like swinging backwards. Yeah. High bar. Grabbing a high bar. I, it doesn't even make sense. It would be funny if we could get, we could go and someone could videotape us like doing the utmost basic warmups. Just one swing and, around, like one swing around yeah. would freak me out enough. Couldn't even do it probably. So yeah. Um, and here, it's a question that I actually wrote down for the pod that I think now is a good time to ask. If you had the next four years to train for any Olympic sport, um, what sport would you train for that you think in your mind would give you the best chance to medal in? It's European handball. It's not even close. I mean, I honestly, I had this discussion in our group chat. Yeah. I watched some of the games and I was like, that doesn't impress me in the least bit, like athletically or anything. It was mm. like, it was, so, you know, decent arms and like being able to hop around a little. It wasn't crazy moves. It wasn't, they score almost every possession. It, is that the one where you, you kind of have like two or three steps and yep. then you, it's like soccer with your hands and you just like throw it into the net and there's like a little. It's like water polo, but without all the hard athletic stuff. But without like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I saw a little bit of that. That's a good one because I feel like you don't have to be a star. You don't have to be like athlete, like a specimen, really. You, you can just be a role to player the, too. Yeah, and you just have to understand the. That's true. A team. I didn't really think of that. A team event. That way, you could get carried by the studs, yeah. probably. Yep. And I don't think you have to be as much of an athletic specimen as you do. Just have to understand the rules and regs of it, you know. Yeah. Just to be able to actually play it. Like the goalies, um, like the goalies are getting hit in the face with the ball and stuff. Like they're just <laughs> literally a, a standing cone trying to get hit by the so ball. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's brutal from what I saw. My other one, and you might think I'm crazy, but like archery, maybe. If I had four years, no. I feel like I could be decent. Not a chance. <laughs> no? No. Um, what was the other one that I said? Oh, there was one more that I can't think of now. You're wearing but glasses, I... too. Like That, that requires yeah. some pretty good eyesight. That's true. I, I guess you're onto something with the team events, too, because you don't have to – it's not entirely on you. And What about the speed walking? Okay, speed walking would be one where I th- – well – I'm not. How long? How far do they walk? Because I don't. I don't, know I don't think so. I don't think we could do it just because they all look, you know, like their stick figure type of body. Yeah. And I don't think we can. We can mentally and physically get to that place. No, they're like six foot three, ninety five pounds, yeah. and it's just all muscle, and they just take these long strides. Yeah, I don't know if we could do that. No, I'm it trying to think of some other oddball ones, but the Summer Olympics, yeah. I feel like, doesn't have like. Winter is obviously like you're going to say curling almost every time. I think you would have to say curling every time or like, like, um, Bob, yeah, like no. bobsled. You can, I, I don't know. Bob what goes into there's that. still some skill and strategy involved. Yeah. I think with like the timing of it and the positioning, probably curling for winter, but who knows? Yeah. I don't, I yeah, can't I think, think of I'm another coming up one empty summer. with summer. I don't know any other like realistic ones that, Table tennis? No, we get no. absolutely wrong. Oh my god, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm trying to think of the weird oddball ones. Is there darts in Summer Olympics? I don't think so. There's surfing, which is pretty cool. I think that's like newer. Skateboarding. How about that? Did you see all like the eleven year olds doing like rail grinds and just eating shit? Like I watched like six Chinese twelve year olds eat shit like five times in a row. It was awful. 
so I watched. I actually watched the. That was early on. That was like one of the first events. That I was think. like weeks ago. Yeah, that was, and they just kept like falling. And I'm like, how much longer am I gonna watch twelve year old, twelve year old kids like just eat shit? It was awful. Well, they had the first uh, American to win a medal, bronze, was the. I don't know how to say his name. Jagger Eaton. I think it's. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know if it's Jagger or Jagger Eaton, but. That was actually cool to watch those heats uh, because those were all like the nastiest skateboarders in the world type of deal. And I actually like the way they like do their competition. It's like you get three or four, maybe five rounds and they take like your best two or three scores and they throw out like your two lowest. And then they have this one round where it's just like the trick round and you try to go out and do your best trick, which like I think makes it interesting because not a sport that's going to be like you know perfect there's going to be some falls if you're trying to do some cool stuff so exactly yeah it kind of reminds me of x games too like the setup of it yeah where you have a certain amount of tries and then you they take your average of a certain amount of scores and then that you have that last round where everybody's just full sending and trying to do like the craziest shit to like obviously elevate themselves yeah i don't get the people who are like you know this isn't shouldn't be an olympic sport and you know not athletes, blah, blah, blah. It's, there's so many other sports, I feel like, in the Summer Olympics that you could say that about yeah, I was just over say skateboarding. That, yeah. And, it, and uh, number one agree. is European handball for me. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a fraud of the week. Is no, that a fraud of the week? It's a fraud or a hate of the week for me. I did, not, I did not like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we were playing that damn sport in seventh grade at O'Malley, in the O'Malley gym. So we, yeah. we could have probably been – First two off the bench. So, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Caleb Dressel, what a what a story for the swimming. Kind of out of story. nowhere. I, I had not heard of him coming into the Olympics mm-hmm. as being, you know, kind of the, the stud of the USA team so far. I think three gold medals. Yep. And he's like 32 years old, and this is like his second or third Olympics, and he's been swimming for a while now. So it's... Pretty yeah, I, interesting I, to see the starts that guy gets off to off oh the my God, springboard. Nobody, he, nobody better in the world. He's like he's not even, and it's gonna sound bad, but it's not like he's not even in the water yet, and everybody else is underneath. He's like jumping over people. It's the, the like you said, the springboard off the start and the, the amount of length that he gets is, and that's what they talked about too for the relay is like that's huge for him to try to make up some ground and yep, it was incredible. What I was gonna say is I remember when he was. I think he might have been in that like legendary relay team when he was like, you know, wicked young with like Lochte and Phelps and them when they went who would they go up against that when it was they had that rivalry? Was it France or I think it was France, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he was on I think he was part of that relay team um back in the day. But yeah, he's been a stud. I've been watching some of the Olympic diving. Uh the Chinese women have won it, I think, the past since 1988, they've won gold medals uh, up until this year. And I think in like six of the eight of those, they also won silver. So they're oh an absolute God. dominant they're force wagon. in diving. And That's sick. I don't know who won the men's gold in diving, but like some of the stuff that they can do as far as like Nuts. athletics, it's right along the lines of gymnastics, I feel like, with just the amount of like twists flips turns and being able to then go straight into the water without any splash see that's the craziest thing 
to me, and I'll say it every time till the day I die. It's body awareness. They'll do all that stuff, and then it literally is like you drop a pin in the water, the amount of splash that picks up. Yeah. They, it's like perfect angle, right in, barely any splash. It's Every time I see that, I'm amazed. If you watch it, too, it's so insane to see how fast they're like flipping, flipping, flipping. And yeah. then they know exact. It's like they slow their body down to get it straight so before like it goes it to, into to the water, in. which yeah, is it's, it's nuts. It's baffling. Yeah. Uh, any any other ones that we're missing here? I'm trying to think of any other um, storylines. Golf. Golf. Second second time in the Olympics, um, 2016 in Rio, and now 2021. Uh, I think the one prior to that was like 1916 or whatever, but. I don't, I don't like the format that they use. The individual stroke play. It was. What is the format? It was good. I'm... The last nine holes of the entire tournament. So the first, you know, sixty-three holes. Just I, I wouldn't watch it. Like it's just not a compelling product. Uh, it's it's like a regular PGA Tour event, Drew. It's so just it's just stroke play. Whoever comes in first, and you know, there was a playoff in... for third. There was seven guys for one bronze medal in a playoff. Uh, which okay. just seems like too many to me. It, it makes yeah. it makes it interesting, I guess, somewhat. So but why not one... do a team event where, like, you so know, that's you what get I was gonna ask. two, three is guys it... from each country, and they go out and you know you do a stroke play, thirty-six hole qualifier or something that sorts you down to you know yeah. sixteen teams or whatever, and then you do match play from there on out. I think that would be so much cooler to like divulge as a product than just a regular 72 hole stroke play tournament and that's why i think you get a lot of the guys not going out there and playing i do like that the guys who went and played and they're not making money like they would be if they went and played an alternate pga tour event or something that's going on so they're not in it for the money or anything like that but they're coming back and being like you know you gotta go do this such a cool experience that's great. I just think yeah. the format could be worked on a little. So is it a couple of questions? Because yeah. I have no idea. So is it one person per country representing that country? Or is it like, no. are they just all thrown into the bucket? There could be three guys from the U.S. who say, hey, I, I, you know, I want to compete for my country. And then it just it, it just ends up, like so, you said, individual stroke play, whoever, yeah. top three, that's it. The, the max you can get is three, and it's based off world rankings. Um, so the U.S. got three. Okay. I don't know if any other country got three. Maybe Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood. I don't know if there was another person from Great Britain. But anyways, it it's, goes based off world ranking on how many you are allotted per country, mm-hmm. okay. which I think could be changed too. Like, yeah, it's not that strong a field when you compare it to a PGA Tour event or a European Tour event because there's guys who are outside the top 200 in the world that would never, you know, qualify in these events uh, unless they Monday qualified in through something else. So in terms of like strength of field, it's not the greatest, which I think it then helps to do like some match play format because you could get like crazy storylines versus 70 holes, 72 holes of stroke play yeah. championship medal play is yep. going to be easier for the g- great players in the world to distinguish themselves and kind of phase those guys out, which I understand that's the entire goal of like gold, silver, bronze. But as a viewer, I want to see, you know, a random, like, yeah, like there's more entertaining ways to do it. 
yeah. regardless. Yeah, you know, I want to see, yeah. like, Norway and Victor Hovland and, like, a kind of no-name Norwegian partner that he has and can carry him and, like, see yeah, how carry him to, like, go. the silver or something. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool to me. I, um, I feel you. No, I'm, I'm down for that. Maybe you should send an email to the Olympic Committee tonight. Let's get that going for, uh, what would it be, 2000... 2025. No, sorry, 29, right? Because four oh, years it's is... four, eight, yeah. Yeah. No, it's four. Is it's it? two. Yeah, yeah, it's two in between. So you're right, 2025. I was going to say, so it would that be seems, Yeah, eight seems way too long. I was like, wait, 2029 is the next time I live. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. But... That wraps up the Olympic coverage for me, I would say. Um, I'm trying to think of any other the highlights. Oh, Kind of goes along with it's either a hate or a love of the week, I think, for a lot of people who have watched the Olympics on NBC is mm-hmm. the family reactions and the athlete then trying to talk back and oh forth to God. the family. The Zoom, and like the announcer slash the interviewer is like, yeah. you know, they can hear you, you know, tell them what you think. <laughs> and, like, hey and it's crickets from the family or from like the Olympic athlete. Oh yeah, I it's I cringe. Bad. I can't do it. I it's it would fall under like more of a hate of the week for me than a love of the week. Yeah, I, obviously it's nice that they get to see their families and stuff. But yeah. like the one with Caleb Dressel, great when he was Fantastic. all emotional. It's it's awesome. His family's there. But there was other ones where, like you said, um, Tariko or whoever was like, "Hey, like your family's on the line." Yeah. And it's just like it's like ten seconds of just nothing, and then like the family's like waving, looking in the camera, yep. and the person's like, so. I, that just unfortunately is like just the you know it's sort of the day and age that we're in unfortunately right now given everything that's going on but yeah. hopefully fingers crossed we don't have to deal with a lot of those awkward situations the next time around because wasn't the biggest fan no no that'll wrap up olympic coverage right there um do we have anything on the sports side other than the oh. usual bs there's really not a lot going on from from what I it's can tell. It's pretty dry right now. I mean, Good. I mean I'm I'm pretty fired up for fantasy football, as I'm sure you are. We're weeks away from, you know, starting to do the mock drafts and I think next week is the first week of preseason NFL, so I can I can smell it right around the corner and there's really nothing like it. So can't wait for NFL. Uh Red Sox are I believe in third place in the AL. Didn't make many moves at the deadline. People are starting to get a little bit sweaty and a little bit nervous about the Sox, but Nobody expected them to be where they are anyways, as a friendly reminder, and we'll just let it ride and see what happens. So Absolutely. that's all I got for you. Okay. Moving on to some stonks. Let's let's talk about the past month or so that we've missed here. Uh, I'll start off by saying good week so far this week. It's early, but we like the way it's trended. I mean, no complaints after what happened yesterday. Um, it's one of those things where I don't want to say that every single time I get a, not a false sense of security, maybe a false sense of hope that like, you know, this is what we're going to build on this. You know, we're going to, this, things are going to explode. And it's one of those situations where obviously always too good to be true yesterday and then right back down today, but still up, uh, almost 4% on the week, which is, uh, no, no complaints there, of course, um, given what we've experienced in the past, um, I would say if you want me to just call out a few big boys, Tesla, I think has to be, I mean, holy crikeys over the last two days or so. And then 
I think Square as well is another one where oh, Square I've been, like, has been an absolute solidified yeah. moose. Five point seven percent over the past week. Tesla, I'm maybe might even be more. Nine point three percent over the last week. Those are t- those are the two where I have the most equity in. Um, so I'm definitely a happy camper going into Wednesday. I'll tell you that right now. I don't want to Jonah square oh here whatsoever, but I feel like it's been one of our most steady stocks that we've had. They're an absolute horse, like you said. They The dips are not down. crazy. You yeah, know? they'll go down, but they're not going to go down, down to like scary levels. Yeah. And they're always going to come back within 48, 72 hours. Oh, always. And that's it. That's a absolute guarantee. Oh it is. man, that is that is the luster Jonah right there. So wake I might I might have like, to sell it all tonight. Wake up and they're at like one eighty tomorrow. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I I've had a a bad time. One eighty brought this up for me. Moderna sold it at one eighty. You know, great double double my money that I invested in it. Awesome. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all until you see that it's at three hundred and twenty dollars now. <laughs> And you lost out on a ton of cash. So that is definitely my uh, regret of the week. The one that got away. It it is the one that got away. But you got to look at it. I I wouldn't have secured some capital and some other stocks that have made me some money as well. So we got to take the positives. A positive is a positive is a positive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... Got to discuss Ethereum because Ethereum was in the dumps about two weeks ago the, the yeah i believe you sold some i so i never had actual ethereum i've you been the classic with, i've been screwing around with ethereum classic a little bit making like a 100 bucks here 100 bucks there yep and i would as we were talking last night i said hey like i think i'm ready for the big time the big show i'm gonna buy an entire share of actual ethereum yep it was at like 23 like 2300 and change on um like Sunday and I'm like, Oh, let's see what happens this week. Like maybe it'll dip to like two, 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 one. And then I can jump in. Yeah. And it's now at two, five. I think it was at two, six yesterday. So I'm just praying that I didn't miss the boat and that she comes back because, you know, you know, it's, you're, you're never going to be satisfied with the price you get in at. And you're always going to like, you're going to think you get in a good price and then it, it, it tanks seven, yeah, $700,000. Right? And that's, that's how I got into Ethereum. I bought it when it was hot at, at about 3300 It tanked wow. back down to, you know, 17s or something like that within a month. And Crazy. I said to myself, we got to double down here. We got to get the share price down. I bought you it at to. about you are, $1,800. You really don't have a choice though, right? Like your hands are tied in that situation. You, Absolutely. You and and I'm extremely happy with the decision that I said, you know what? You got to believe in it. You got to say it's going to yeah. get to $50,000 one day and why not have two shares of it? I, I love that mentality. Maybe you may have just sold me. I may buy one tonight. Who knows? Well, I'm, I'm certainly going to be keeping an eye on it. Um, that, that'll probably be my next purchase. I, I, I'm confident in saying that. Yeah. So I don't know when it will be, but that will be the next purchase. Maybe next week, maybe the week after. Don't know yet. Neo, we got to mention as our longtime rival slash love affair, uh, just doing its thing, roller coaster per usual. Yeah, I got back in because I got a little bit scared that I might have missed the boat on this one too. Um, completely destroyed my average price, but I feel like 
you know, uh, socially. No, with Neo, like, this I'm has got to be the sixth, like, buy and sell that you've done with it. Yeah. Oh, because um, I just get bored of it. And I'm like, I don't want to keep watching this. Like, let me just put my money somewhere else. And then the next day, like, my dad will send me the damn gif of, like, an, a, the, the car or something. Hey, it's up 7% okay. on the day and you sold yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm, like, throwing up in my mouth because, like, pen, I put it all in pen and pen hasn't been. I've been in the red since like December on pen for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm back in completely destroyed my average share price, but, uh, it's, it's not so much for the money. I'll be honest. It's for the social, you know, I like to be included. Yeah. I like to be included in the talks. It's for the, for the morale. It's a morale game for me more than anything you're else. You're in it for the, what do we have to say? Oh, you're in it for the pageant. The pageantry. It's not so much about monetary value for me. It's yeah. more social, inclusion and pageantry of, of it really so yeah i think the next one you should get into because i think it's a, a future stock and it's volatile but lemonade the insurance uh representative okay. it's like an, more of an online like younger hipper version of insurance what are we talking here for a price is this like dollars oh oh my god it's down yeah it, uh, drew i yeah. ha i've had it and i had it when it was at about 180 and it Jeez. it's yeah, down a hundred dollars. Yeah, week high, one hundred and eighty-eight and thirty cents. Wow. Yeah, so I bought it at ninety, and I it got all the way up there, and I got greedy and didn't you know punch out. But I'm a believer yeah. in it, and I it, I'm hovering right around where I bought it at, and I think it was a good price to get in. It's where'd bopping, you buy again? It's bopping up, uh, ninety bucks about. It's bopping yeah. up above a hundred, and then it comes back down a little. It's it's turbulent, but I think it, it's a fun roller coaster to ride, though it seems. I think. You can make a little it's bit a of money. It's a three to five year investment mm -hmm. that you will look fondly upon uh, in that time frame. Yeah, she's at eighty seven seventy right now, down twenty bucks over the past month. So that may be that may tickle my fancy come tomorrow morning. That's depending a on where she's at. That's, That's a, a pretty bargain. good deal. It's it seems like so. Yeah. Let me add that old that old thing to the watch list for tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. I like that. All right. Well. I think that wraps up stocks for us. We're we're trying to trudge back to the highs of highs of, you know, what, February of twenty twenty one, I think, is when it kinda came tumbling down. Yeah. I feel so. we'll get there. I feel like that was about it. Time all we need is time. That's it. Stocks That's it. That's all there is to it. Continuously go up if you got good ones. That's it. I like that mentality. Just give it time. Hold on steady. Let's uh, move on to the dad joke of the week here from Drew. Absolutely. We'll see if it's a guess-worthy one for me or not. I'm thinking it might be. It's it's uh, golf-themed for you this week as as our as we make our triumphant return. Okay. Um, here goes nothing. Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing? Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing? I'll give you a minute. I'm not going to be able to get this one. I got nothing relating like fathers and socks to golf. I wouldn't focus so much on like fathers, but definitely golf and definitely... Double socked. No. <laughs> Ex extra sock. No, see, you're on the opposite end of the spectrum it's in case they get a hole in one ah that's yeah that's... you were sort of you were thinking double sock triple sock it's the opposite actually 
but it was that's a good such bit. an was easy a... one. That's not even I, hard. I tried to steer you in the right direction. You were you were thinking putting two pairs of socks on for some reason. I don't know why. I was but... thinking the swamps. Your feet will get wet. Yeah. Is double sock a term? A golf term? No, but I like people double sock when it's winter or something. But I was oh, thinking. Okay. I was thinking you maybe think like maybe general... it's a little wet out there. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. In case they get a hole in one, little, little punny, punny action there. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Fraud of the you week. You don't seem to. No, you that don't was a seem good to. One. You see. Okay. All right. Um. I couldn't. I was thinking about a fraud over the last two days, and I couldn't come up with one that I wanted to really share. I guess. Uh, what's his name there? Novak Djokovic would probably be a, a pretty good one. Yep. To throw I'll throw his tat in the ring for Friday of the week. Definitely. Um, pretty self-explanatory if you've not lived under a rock, but I'll I'll hand the mic to you if you wanna you wanna kick this off because I don't have much on, on my end. I think we gotta describe the Novak thing a little. Um, okay. Because the meme that they have out there is that it was about Simone Biles uh, in like pressure. I was under the impression that it was based on what I saw, but maybe it wasn't. So that story was retracted by the person who interviewed them because that's I guess how they interpreted it but like the question in and of itself if you read it from the interview guy has like nothing to do with that situation it was just pressure in general but doesn't doesn't not make him a fraud for absolutely cracking under the pressure after he's talking about you know if you you want to be the best like you gotta you gotta be pressure pressure. yeah yeah and then he's throwing a rocket in the sixth row and it's almost not fraudulent because of how often it happens with him. Yeah. And he continuously like wonders why I think the majority of tennis fans don't respect him slash like him as much as Nadal and Federer. And yeah. it's, it's for outbursts like that. Like you're never going to see Federer and Nadal do that. They're going to go up. They're going to shake the opponent's hand. They're going to go tell you in the press conference. It just wasn't their day. And and the other guy played great. Yeah. Simple as that. Right. He also withdrew immediately after from the doubles match, uh, letting whoever that fellow countryman was down, and they forfeited scumbag, that match. That's a scumbag move. It's a selfish, scummy move. So, hey. It's a fraudulent move. I've been a, a Djokovic hater for a while. Uh, I, I just don't like him. I never liked Andy Murray when he played for <clears throat> very similar reasons. I've been a Nadal guy. I, I respect Federer. I'm never going to root for him against Nadal, but I respect him. Uh, yeah, he's a good fraud of the week. He definitely fits the bill. My fraud of the week, you got to go with anybody who is, you know, trashing Simone Biles for pulling out of the team event, I think. After how many consecutive gold medals that she absolutely carried the team to, not to mention... I think what got lost in the story, and I relate to this in golf terms because that's what the BBC uh, related it to. They called the twisties is basically the yips of gymnastics. Okay. So like it's an in, the yips in golf is like an involuntary muscle spasm slash mental block that you get when you're putting, when you're chipping, like usually short shots around the green, yeah, and like. There's guys who have, you know, got thrown, not thrown off, but like 
they've lost their tour card because of this type of stuff. And like, they've never came back from it. Yeah. I believe now a good example. So to then, to to then compare it to like the twisties in gymnastics, when in golf, there is no physical harm that's being done to you. It's, it's completely mental and it affects like your job status and paycheck gymnastics. It, it could literally end your life as you know it. Like, (laughs) yeah. As far as, they said like she did an extra twist and a half on one of the moves like that she was not expecting to do and like still landed on her feet somehow that's insane to me like athletically that's insane to be able to like make up for that much of a difference but then the fact that like this is common in gymnastics and that people legitimately get like career ending injuries because of it and then people coming out and being like you know she let her country She's down, let her, let her teammates down. down. Her teammates like, down. Oh, oh yeah. you mean the teammates, the three or four other best women's gymnastics athletes in the entire country? Like, you don't <laughs> think they can go and compete against the best in the world? They got silver, I believe, in the team event, yeah, too. Yeah, I think they did, yeah. So that, every single one of those people, frauds. Hate them. Frauds. I would agree. Yeah, it's just, it's a tough look for that crowd, for that tough it out, you know, got to be mentally tough. Don't want to let down your team. It's tough week for that crowd for sure. Not, not a good look at all. I'm, I'm in full agreement with you there. Okay. That's uh pretty much it for what I got. At least quote of the week. Send us home with a quote. All right. This one coming from Rory McIlroy, four time major champion, not an Olympic medalist though. That's Rory Sabatini from Slovakia. Rory McIlroy said, after kind of making some harsher comments about participating in the Olympics and how he saw other guys, you know, opting out type of deal, he stated this after actually participating. I made some comments before that were probably uneducated and impulsive, but coming here and experiencing it, seeing, feeling everything that goes on, not just Olympic golf, but just the Olympics in general, that sort of Olympic spirit's definitely bitten me, and I'm excited how this week's turned out and excited for the future. I think that sums up any new sport that's coming into the Olympics. Because, like, think of, say you're not competing for an Olympic medal, realistically. Like, you're going there, you qualified for the Olympics, which is what? 90 to 95 percent of the people who participate are going there kind of knowing that they don't have a shot at winning but like just being able to hang out in the olympic village and literally see like the best athletes in the world best of the best yeah it's incredible one place all from different countries like that's got to be the coolest feeling in the world and that you're you're somewhat a part of that like that's insane and Rory McIlroy, not like a, a small name in the sports industry. Not a slouch. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. You know, he's impressed by all the all the folks that are around him. I thought that was telling of how cool the Olympics actually are. Hundred percent. All right, that'll finish it for T As always, Pat Goss from last year. Oh no. Oh my god. We haven't done this in a while. I know you're rusty. Pat from last year, as always, playing us out. What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown
Brown Bag Lunch Crew.